Yo, yo, what's goody? What's happening? How y'all doing out there? It's the No Filter Podcast. Um, right now we are one man down. I don't even know if we're gonna use this for, but hey, man, listen, we set up. We here. <laughs> we, might, we might as well. We might as well. Feel me? Yeah. Uh, shout out to Big A. He's not here right now, but hopefully we could record him. Yeah. Um, we can talk, soon. man. Two brothers yeah. talking, man. For sure. For what sure, it for is, sure. man. Um, Isaac, man, I think I've I've known you for, it has to be, oh, is it over five years already or no? I don't even know now. Wait, let's see. Uh, I don't think it's over. It has been over five years. Let's see. 2015? Did I What's know you 2015? in 2015? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's been about five years. I think it was... Um, what's that concert we had that one time oh, over snap. by House uh, of Soleil? Uh, <laughs> Flo Rida through. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was oh, like the inauguration snap. of us actually meeting. Man, you just took me back right now. Yeah, yeah. It was, wow. It's been a couple of years. Um, the good old days. What? What? Um, <sighs> I had less responsibilities. <laughs> okay, you can put it that way. Yeah, less responsibilities. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm put it like that. Um, but I've always been kind of interested in your life as far as you becoming or you being a pastor mm-hmm. and also living the life of being a producer. Uh, I don't know if everybody know this, but Isaac Opus, 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 Opus. Y'all could uh, IMDB him. Oh, <laughs> I am on IMDb. That's crazy, right? That's crazy. <laughs> so, so I mean, he dropped tracks for Diddy. Diddy, um, Jay tracks. Z, look, look. Wayne, go ahead, go ahead. Khaled, come on now. Ross, it's been yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, we put some work in. Okay, the we names go on. In. We put some work in. Uh, I want to, I want to actually ask you, um, just about. Uh, that life first. What actually brought you into the music life? Mm. Like, and how was it during that time or, or, or that portion of your life? Yeah. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. Break Sheesh, that down for me. man. That, that's crazy, man. Um, that's crazy that you asked that question because I think I spend... I always have a week or two every year where I position myself in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Just look back and to see the trajectory of my life and how I got to where I'm at right now. Like it's just crazy that you're asking this because this this was maybe about a week ago that I was just in reflection, just thinking about you know what I'm saying, like that life, yeah, whatever you want to call it, you know. And for me, one of the things I before I even say all that, one, one of the things that I'm think, I'm becoming more and more aware of is. You know when you see when you hear in the scriptures that the steps are divinely ordered by God, like like God is ordering your steps. I look back and I'm like, yo, ain't no way I could have just did this. Like, there's no way I could have just like I didn't think this stuff up. Mm-hmm. My life, okay, put it like this: my life is a big set of accidents. Like everything is like it's like I just fell on stuff. I fell on this, and then I fell on that, and then I fell on this. And I fell on that, and I just find myself where I'm at. You know what I mean? It's just been crazy as I'm thinking about it because music, I mean, I love music. Uh-huh. Music, but you got to understand, I wasn't even a hip-hop person. I don't know if you knew that. What? I wasn't into hip-hop. 
I wasn't into him. Bro, I went to like private school, bro. Like white private school. I was listening to stuff like Stone Temple Pilots, Smashing Pumpkins, Metallica. I I don't want to make it seem like I I know these bands. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, I, I, it's good music. It's Yo, good music. Yo, Presidents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was the stuff I was on. I used to listen to ska. I don't like, know who that is. Like people don't even know. That's a it's a genre of music. It's oh, like a real? yeah, ska. I used to listen to. I was heavy on ska. So no, see, see, people don't know about that, about that stuff. White folks though, oh yeah, they know that stuff. Feel me? Like I grew up on that. So for me, hip hop wasn't something I discovered mm-hmm. until maybe my junior year in high school. What? Yeah, bro. Like hip hop wasn't a thing that I listened to. You're saying that you you never listened never to listened to it. at all never until your junior year of high school never so hold on so you ain't have no radios like we live in Miami bro like we live South Florida never. Broward so you've never heard a rap I didn't listen song. to radio what I didn't listen to radio I had I had cassettes and CDs and I would just listen to music I never listened to radio like radio was a new thing for me. Radio became a thing for me when I got to college, bro. I grew up in a Haitian house. Radio was <laughs> radio, radio. Radio was Pima Book Power, man. Like that was radio. That's the only radio I knew. I didn't even know about the FM side of radio. I know about that stuff. Oh my god. Oh, listen, man. When Nine Nine Jazz came on, the first time I heard, I said, "Oh snap! There's stuff going on out here. Like this is crazy." Oh, that's wild. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's wild. So like, I was in a I was in a hip hop head. Like, I wasn't into hip-hop, none of that. And then, but I was a musician. Like, I grew up in church, yeah. you feel me? I played everything. I played the bass, keys, drums. You know what I'm saying? I played everything. So it was kind of like, music was always something I loved. But I can understand, like, when I listened to Metallica, I was in a Metallica cover band, too. Mm-hmm. I actually played in a band that played Metallica songs. It's another story for another day. Okay. So, so that tells you how, how heavy I was in it. The only thing I didn't have was the black, black, you know, nails. Feel me? Mm, you was an emo kid. I was in you, th- you think my parents going to let me leave the house looking like that? <laughs> <laughs> you crazy. You out of control. So so do you think that you that probably was in the direction you were going in the beginning? or like, I didn't know. Um, like, I wasn't even really thinking about direction. I was just kind of just, this is what I like. And so I'm listening. So when I met a dude, he was, you know, I met two guitar players and they were like, you play the drums. I'm like, yeah. So we started playing at like little like restaurants and stuff. Like, you know, like not restaurants, but they were kind of like, like these dive bars, stuff like that. Yeah. And that was what I did because rock was my thing. What was the name of that little group? We didn't have a name. We literally didn't. We just kept playing. We were just playing Metallica. Like that was our thing. You know what I'm saying? And then... um. And so, for fast forward, mm-hmm. I was always playing music, but when I listened to Metallica or I listened to Stone Temple Pilots or I listened to Smashing Pumpkins or Nine Inch Nails or I can go all day. Right? Of course. When I, when I listen to, I know what they're doing. I just know they're really, really good at what they do. Like, I'm hearing the drummer, I'm like, this guy is crazy. He's ridiculous. I hear the bass player, the guitar players, organ players, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hear all that stuff. I can hear everything they're doing. And all I can think of is they're doing it at a level that's better than mine. But I know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And then a friend of mine, I was on the football team, had a C. You know, how, remember those big CD cases? 
Yeah. Like, like those big seats. So a you friend of mine, flip, yeah, flip you flip CDs. through them, you know what I'm saying? A friend of mine had one of them cases, and I'm on the football team, and he's going through his cases. Me, I got my little thing, you know, my CDs. But I saw I saw a, a West Side Connection CD. Mm. So I'm like, what is that, West Side Connection? He's like, you don't know about that old school hip hop? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about right now. He's like, you don't know about Ice Cube? I'm like, who? what's Ice Cube? Like, what is that? <laughs> I wasn't thinking about drinks. Listen, I'm a junior <laughs> in high school. I didn't know who Ice Cube was. Wow. I'd never heard of NWA. Didn't know about Biggie or none of that. I didn't know about none of that. So I'm like, okay. All right, give me, let me get this CD. He's like, he's like, just put it on. Just put it on, listen. And I'll never forget the day I put that thing on. I put on Westside Connection and I played it in my mind. That's what that's what all your parents rules. Just went out the Listen, window. Bro, that <laughs> bro, brain matter everywhere. Like I bro, it was it was crazy. I was lit I I left my body listening to a side connection. And I'm listening you know how Ice Cube comes in with bow down. And I'm listening to it, and to me, I was like, how did I not know about this? What is this? To me, it was crazy because I'm listening to it and I'm hearing the music and I'm listening to guys like spitting, rapping on the music. But in my mind as a musician, because I, I was always a music head, all I, all, all I was thinking to myself was, how are they doing this? Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know what's happening. It sounds incredible, but I have no idea how you do this. Whatever I'm hearing right now, I don't know how they're doing it. Mm. So for me, from that moment, I fell, I fell in love. Man, I took all the bad boy stuff, you know what I'm saying, death row. I started listening to Dre, to every, bro, I literally, like, I became a hip-hop head overnight. Wow. Like, I fell in love with hip-hop. I'm talking about all day. I went and, like, bought all the CDs, downloaded everything. You remember Kazaa? You remember Kazaa? You don't remember Kazaa? LimeWire was mine. Okay. So it was Kazaa, and then after that was LimeWire, all right? So whatever. Oh, has no about Kazaa, right? <laughs> so so I'm downloading everything. Like, I'm talking about you, the whole Dre catalog, NWA catalog, Westside Connection catalog, Tupac. Look, all right, here's how crazy it was. I heard of Tupac. That's how crazy it was. You heard of Tupac. But I heard of him. And now... I'm I'm just gonna guess. Let's say it's around 1997. Yeah, 90. Yeah. 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 So you're a junior in '97. Yeah. And you telling me, yeah, you wasn't listening to Pac or Biggie. Nah. I'm I'm done with you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> how is this? Ha- how is this happening? Is right, is it so that I'm, easily f- I, to, like, for so people to be isolated? I never heard a Biggie song until you died. Uh, all right, so this is the part where we're just gonna cut off the the pod. Uh, <laughs> how does this happen? How how this doesn't make sense to me, bro? You understand? I I my first Biggie song that I heard was because he died. I'm watching the news, going, "What's the big deal?" Wow! Like, what's up with this? Like, what what's going on? Like, what is this? Wow! And and you have no idea, bro. I put on. Because somebody gave me a Biggie mixtape. And I put it on. And I was like, this is the greatest rapper of all time. This is this guy's a genius. This is crazy. How do I? 
what have I done with my life? This guy's been around. Mind you, all my white boys at my white college and white, my, my white school, they all knew this stuff. I was the only guy who didn't know it. Wow. And they're probably expecting you to know it. Of course they expected <laughs> me to know it. But me, I was, a rock, I was, rock, I was all rock. Like, yeah. I didn't even listen to none of that. I was disconnected from all of that stuff. My goodness. So you got to imagine I was, I was on a crash course. Mm-hmm. I was on a hip-hop crash course. Man, like literally all day, every day, I had headphones in my head. I had a Walkman. Remember them Walkmans? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did. Really. That's what. That's what I. That's what I had. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro. I remember. That's what OGs used to listen to music. I'm so. It's so. It's so crazy to me, and I don't know if it's because the way I was raised. I don't want to say that. I basically was because I had an older sister, so I was onto music very early. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's shocking to me, for because I remember in elementary school, when Biggie and Tupac died, I almost shed tears, bro. Like legit, I'm like, nah, Tupac's gone. Like not the guy who be in the tub with all the jewelry. Nah, nah, cut, nah. There's no way. <laughs> nah, Biggie. You talking about Biggie? It was all legit. Nah, bro. There's no way. Dang. Like I'm literally about to cry in elementary school. Like hold on. So this time it's real. Like, oh, they shot him before. I'm thinking this man is invincible. Like, yeah. they shot him before. So, yeah. I, 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 it's it's mind-blowing to me that it it was your junior year. I was learning about the beef after Biggie died. Oh, man. You feel me? Yeah. That, that tells you how, like, out of the loop I was from hip-hop. And, and so, I'm catching up now. Like, I'm legit... I went through everything you went through delayed. After I listened to, like, I went through, like, a Biggie, like, crash course. Mm-hmm. Like, three months of just Biggie all day. And then afterwards, I started crying. I was like, this guy's dead? They killed this guy? Oh. How could this happen? I'm going through Tupac. I'm going through a Tupac, like, crash course. Then you start hearing about the narratives of the beef and the nature of the beef and how they were friends and then there was this. And you know what I'm saying? These boys used to like crash at each other's homes and then all this stuff. Like, I'm hearing all this stuff. Bro, I I was a wreck. Because now I'm literally a year late. But I caught up. And then, but throughout, throughout that whole that whole season and that whole time where I was kind of just soaking in hip hop, mm-hmm. I didn't, I, to me, it was still a, a magical thing. Like it was like magic to me because I didn't know, like I'm listening to this stuff and I'm going, I don't know how they're doing this. I, but then when I put my Metallica song back on, I'm like, these guys are killing, but I know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. This, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know how they're making this sound the way they're making it sound. So so I just kind of just accepted that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was kind of like, I just love it. I'm going to still keep playing my rock, play my drums, play at my Haitian church. You feel me? Yeah. Like, I'm going to do all that. But I'm just going to just enjoy the art that's, that's hip-hop. Because it's an art form I'll never understand. But I'll enjoy like I understand it as far as what I'm hearing, but never understand it as a creator, mm. as a musician. Like I'll never understand it. And then, um, and then we had this group at our church 
And Big A know about that group because it was called, it's a group, we called it, we called it Math 7. And I've, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never heard any yeah, music. We, we went on tour. We went on tour. What? Yeah, we went on tour. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't got no music out or nah, in your possession? Nah, we, we, we shut that down. <laughs> I want to hear it. some. We sealed it in the vault. <laughs> we sealed it in the some. vault. We got some blackmail stuff. Y'all got to put that stuff on that piff, man. That <laughs> piff? What you know about that piff? Come on, man. Come what on, you man. know about that come piff? Come on, come on, man. <laughs> I am a music connoisseur. Oh, my goodness, man. That piff was where it was at, man. Okay, so so Mav Seven. So Mav Seven was like your intro to so, you. So nah, it was actually it was before Mav Seven. So I'm now I'm in college. Mm-hmm. It's two years later now. I'm in college. I'm a freshman in college. I'm an engineering student. And a friend of mine tells me, "Yo, Isaac, we want to do a song for our engineering class. We know you're a musician. You know what I mean? Can you can you make a like a track for us I'm like I don't know how to do that I could you could ask me to play the drums and record that or you could ask me to play the bass and record that but like I don't I don't know how to I don't know I don't know so he's he gives me this program called Fruity Loops hey you feel me what's time for Fruity Loops man bro Fruity Loops <laughs> changed my life cause then I'm on Fruity Loops and I start clicking stuff and it was like it clicked. It just clicked. Like all the music that I was loving, mm-hmm. that I, I I was crazy about, I know how they do it. So up until that point, I don't know how it's done. Yeah. I just enjoy it. And then I start clicking away. First on the program called Music Generator that was on PlayStation. Oh and wow, you did that? That was my that was my introduction to beats. To me, I was like, okay, okay. I see how it's done. I see how it's done. But what really like popped my music cherry? <laughs> I cannot say that. <laughs> um, was free loops. Like I learned how to chop, sample. You know what I mean? Take a kick here, snare that. Like it was, boom! I just fell on it. Cause some kid asked me to make a track for them for their engineering class. And that moment, I was like, I got it. I know how it's done. I know how they do it. I, this is this is it. Mm-hmm. I get it. It was just a, it was like a switch just turned on. And then two years later, I'm in the studio with Scott Storch. Like that was that was that's how it happened. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It was like, okay, I have no idea how this is done. Too, I get it. So within those two years of your intro, from your introduction to Fruity Loops, mm-hmm. um, that's when like you honed in on your skills. Yeah. So so then I I got Fruity Loops. I started learning just music patterns, you know, format, all that stuff. Like I just it just was all coming to me. And then I had a beat that I did that I made for like some local like R and B singer, some local like um, dude, and his manager. His manager's name was Marvin. His manager was a member of the Academy of Arts, the guys who vote for the Grammys. Mm-hmm. And so he heard the track, and he was like, you know, you, you got something. Like, you got something there. Like, what are you using? I told him I'm using Fruity Loops. At the time, Fruity Loops was trash. So he was going, you can't make real music on Fruity Loops. I was like, bro, this is the best I could do. I ain't got no money. I don't have nothing. So then he bought me equipment. 
So then he bought me equipment. That's when I started really honing in because now I got the, now I have the equipment to do what I need to do. So Marvin now, he's kind of like taking my tracks and he's shopping them out. Mm-hmm. Um, I became a ghost producer at that point because I'm just sending out tracks. sending. But the thing about being a ghost producer is, yeah, they pay you real good up front, but you don't get any credit in the back end. But I'm ghost producing for um, a lot of like A-list Hip hop producers. Mm-hmm. I thought you was gonna say names. I was nah, gonna say this. This is nah. the part where we start bleeping. Nah, 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 <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Not disclosure agreements. You can't say stuff like that. But what? what so, at, in some ways, that was good for me because as I'm sending it, what a ghost producer, well, what the producer does is he literally takes your track, adds his sheen to it, mm-hmm. you know, his little sauce to it, and then sends it out. So I started learning really about high level production. Mm-hmm. From what they were doing to the beats, I would sell to them. So, so this guy has is like my plug now. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows all the top people, this and this and that, and he's sending them over. So, low key, a lot of people know who I am. Like a lot of people knew, okay, you know, this guy here has some little kid, you know, what I mean, in college, who's like pumping out all these tracks and giving them out to all these guys, giving them stuff to work on. But for me, it was a learning experience because. Not only am I making money I never made before. Like the crazy, it was crazy when I got five thousand dollar check for a beat, and I'm going, I ain't seen five thousand dollars in one place ever in my life. Mm-hmm. So that was a big deal. So you start getting like six, seven of those, eight of those. You know what I mean? In a month, you start thinking like you, you're the real deal. You know what I'm saying? Of course. You start going, yo, I'm legit. I'm legit. I'm legit. Yeah. Only to realize I'm not. Because they're making a hundred grand. You still bottom of the barrel. I'm bottom. But in your mind, oh, in my mind, you you the cream. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I went, listen. I went from Robin Noodle to telling my old lady, hey, um, we're going to Roost Chris today. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, know. Just, just for dinner, you just feel me? Just for dinner. And that too crazy. That too crazy. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Then you go and you switch out the car, you know. Come I on had now. a little stanza. I was all beat up. Then I got the Magnum, you know. Mm. I put a $20,000 sound system in my Magnum. Because mm, you're crazy. Because I can do it. In my mind, it was, that's just four beats. <laughs> that's cool. That's that's how you saw that's it. kids. That's how kids think. You know what I mean? Immature. Oh, Immature. You know what I mean? And I'm like, man, forget the Magnum. I'm just gonna get the Porsche truck. So I got the Porsche truck, you know. So, 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 tell me about your your mind frame from that point. Now, I, I'm I want to hear. So you're in this position of, um, um, you growing up in the church, mm-hmm. your dad being a pastor, mm-hmm. into um, you going into or attending a white school, mm-hmm. all white school, predominantly white school, mm-hmm. um, into. Now you, uh, your introduce your introduction into hip hop, making beats, and now you're in, like, the big leagues. Mm-hmm. You're you're in this place in which you're producing songs that you probably hear on the radio. Right. Um. Your mind frame. Where were you? Where was your mindset? Like, take me into where you were at mentally. Looking back, it didn't feel real. Like, I mean, the first time I heard a track that I did that actually made the charts. I just didn't, you know, but it was my track. Who was it? I'm not going to say. Tell me, tell me and, and, <laughs> and I heard it and I went, I'm actually hearing this on the radio. 
this is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But it didn't feel real. It was like I'm watching myself. It's like I'm stepping away from it. It's like there's Isaac and then there's Opus, and I just watched what Opus did. But it didn't feel like I, it was me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it didn't feel real. At the same time, you know, locally, I'm the guy. Like underground radio, it's Isaac, Isaac, Isaac. Yeah. But what was so for me, it was I was navigating through two worlds. Cause you know, you got the church. I'm, you know, pastor's kid, all that. So it was a church world. And then there's this other world that I'm at where I'm doing all this. And the way that I was able to reconcile the two together was the fact that I didn't give a damn about none of it. Mm. Like in my mind, it was, I need to make more money, make more money, make more money. People need to know who I am. I need, so I was locked in. I, I, it was toxic, but that was where my mindset was at. My mindset was at, I'm not getting no credit. I'm not this. I need more. This ain't it. Give me more. Give me more. So that was my mindset. It was more, 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 more. So I can never, I never actually enjoyed those times. Like all the stuff that you know, you would, you would look back and go, "Man, I know you were living, man. It was good. I didn't enjoy a moment of it." So, so your the experiences that you you've had during that process or during that time, you're telling me that you was it not enjoyable, or are you just saying that your mind just wasn't in the place to soak it all in during that time? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't receive it. Mm. I didn't I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't like I didn't I didn't go, oh snap, I'm in the studio with Lil Wayne. It was man, this, this dude better make a song that'll get on the radio. Oh wow. Like who who do, who do I think I am? I was about to ask you the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like who do you think you are? You're a nobody. I'm a nobody. Nobody knows who I am. <laughs> Shout out to Wayne, man. Yeah, man. I'm, I was a Wayne head. Hey, so listen, listen, listen. Arguably, the best rapper alive ever to live. Arguably, most definitely. Um, it's still JC though. Um, look, look. you know what I'm saying. Another but, time. But I, I, I just never enjoyed it. I'm in a studio with Beyonce, and to me, it was kind of like, what do I get out of this? Like, I, I was a toxic person. Wow. I wasn't a person that you would want to be around. I didn't like me. Because for me, there was a deep yearning inside for something greater. Mm. Like, I want more. And I centralized life around myself. So here I am, you know, experiencing some of these things that you would say are great, but I'm punching holes in walls. I'm not enjoying any of this. Mm. Like, I'm having, I can't sleep. I'm having mental breakdowns wow panic attacks i'm upset because you know people you know there's all there's politics and music yeah politics and everything it's politics so i'm navigating through politics and for me i'm making a lot of it personal so i don't trust anyone i hate everybody i can't stand it i'm not making enough money i'm not getting my credit i'm not every so life wasn't something that i and I did not enjoy. I, looking back, that's why people go, do you miss any of it? And I'm like, nah. I don't miss a minute of it. Because I was miserable. I was miserable every second of it. Mm. Every second of it. All right, so I, I don't, I don't want to get there yet. We not, I don't, I don't want to get to the place where 
No, you just asked me where my mind was yeah. at during that time. So, you feel me? but I, I want to slowly get to 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 your to the transition of of where you are right now. But so you're in this place now um, of you with the big dogs. You're in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. See the Jay Z's. Can you say some of the stuff that you dropped during this time? Like, not the NDA stuff, but like the stuff you legit. There's a lot was of mixtapes. Like, so Gucci Mane, Bird Flu. I don't know if you remember the Bird Flu um, mixtape. Yeah, I heard. I heard a couple songs. Yeah, like half them tracks. That's you. Yeah. That's Opus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, Ross. Wow. I got a lot of stuff I can't say. Um, um, <laughs> oh, this is tough. This is tough. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I, the thing that's crazy about it is I think that was actually my biggest frustration. That's actually what I told myself. That was that was the thing that I was telling myself is I was telling myself that um, I was telling myself that The reason why I'm not where I need to be is because dudes giving me money, but they're not giving me credit. Mm. Like, that's why I was telling myself. Because everybody knew. You feel me? Yeah. Like, everybody knew. The block knew. The streets knew. Everybody knew. I'd walk in, everybody knew who I was. Yeah. You know what I mean? But in part, it was just me being me. Like, I'm learning a lot of it was just me being me because, you know... Give me my money. Give me this. So you want your money? All right, here go your money. And I'm like, wait, hold on. I'm not thinking about this right. You know what I mean? So it was just, this is the young Isaac. You know what I mean? Like the young Isaac who he's kind of thinking of himself too highly. You know what I mean? He's trying to push, push, position himself in a place where he shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Like I just showed up. Who do you think you are? Like you can't, you're not calling shots. You know, that whole deal. So, yeah, I think I think a lot of it was just it was just my me just being me mm. and thinking that if I could just get that, then I'll get everything I wanted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's kind of, that was my mindset. That was my state of mind. Mm. I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. Like looking back, because you got me in a place where I I was already in a retrospect mm. about a week ago. Because I'm appreciating what that was for me. But I think somebody was asking me this. Um, who was this? I think it was another pastor. Because I'm a pastor now, right? Yeah. And that's crazy because I don't sound, sound or talk like a pastor. I don't, you know, whatever. Um, catch but, that boy on TikTok. You know, catch him on TikTok, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just told me the other day. I have you go, you the TikTok pastor? I was like, I'm a pastor. And I'm on TikTok. That's about, you know what I mean. But, uh, but yeah, man, I, I'm 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 reflecting now, and man, this pastor asked me. He said, "Yo, Isaac, if if you had the right mindset and you had given your life to Christ, would you have left hip hop? Like, would you have left the scene?" Mm-hmm. And if you asked me like four years ago, five years ago, I would have said, yeah, I would have left. Now, if you ask me, no, 
I would have been right where I was. I would have had the right posture, the right mindset, the right heart, the right spirit Mm -hmm. to go into those spaces and those environments. I did not have that. I wasn't, I, I, I didn't have the spirit with me. I didn't have that, that sense of who I was. So he's saying, so then when he asked that question, this was like a year and a half ago that he was asking this. He said, he says, so if you being a producer, like if you're saying to me now that if the Isaac then had the right framework, it was pastored through it appropriately, mm-hmm. would he still be in the scene? And he says to you, yes, he would still be in the scene. Then my question for you is, why aren't you in it now? Mm. And I was like, you're right. You're absolutely right. My only issue with being in that world, being in the hip hop world, it's not the girls, the drugs, none of that. Like, it's not what people think, first of all. I'm going to tell people that. Like, people think it's this. It's not what you, it's not what you think. It's not the music videos. It's none of that. Um, but if you ask me now, mm-hmm. like, would you be, would you, would you, would you have stayed? Yeah, I would have. I was the problem. It wasn't the devil's music. You know, he was like, man, you can't be doing that secular music with yeah. the devil. Nah, it was me. There was something wrong with me. There was something wrong with my heart. There was something wrong with my posture. And because of something wrong with my posture, I had to leave them. I left the game mm. because I was a wreck. Feel me? Like I was messed up. And I broke a lot of hearts along the way. I broke a lot of hearts along the way. Like people were counting on me. Mm. There are people who were who were relying on me, who were who were trusting in me, who were saying, "Yo, we we we're banking on you to make this happen." And you know, Isaac just went ghost. You hate it. I hate it. <laughs> was was this so? So during this time, I, I'm hearing that you were just. You were fed up with yourself or you were fed up with the game um, because of you. So this is this is prior to you becoming a pastor. Yeah. So I want to hear more about that time. Like, is was it just like how how was was that like one of the darkest times in your life that you would say? So so. Where exactly were you mentally at that? Like, was it just, like, were you depressed? Was it something that happened? Or was it a situation that happened while you were in the game that got you to this point? Or, mm-hmm. like, something that clicked and that made you say, oh, man, like, this is just not for me? Or Yeah. Yeah. Th- so I was angry, mm-hmm. frustrated. Like all those things I was just telling, like that mindset, mm-hmm. it leads, it just brews frustration and anger and bitterness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like all that was brewing up in me, which was making me a toxic person. I was, I was a benign toxic person. You know what I'm saying? Um, what flipped for me, what started to change was because remember, I'm buying into the lie. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lie I'm telling myself that. The reason why I'm the way I am is because I don't have the recognition. Feel me? Yeah. Like, people don't know me. 
y'all hearing all my work and all the music I'm making, but you don't know me. Who cares if I'm driving a, you know, $100,000 car and staying in a nice place and doing, you know, who cares? Nobody knows who's behind the driver's Nobody seat. knows. You feel me? Like, nobody knows who I am. Exactly. Nobody knows who's behind the driver's seat. And so for me, I felt like people were using me, you know, and so that just brews a bitterness, right? And then <clears throat> the month was August. This was 06. 06? Yeah, August. And all of a sudden, I'm getting shout outs on the radio. Like all of a sudden, Khaled is shouting me out on the radio. Like Khaled's on the radio, like, shout out to Isaac Opus. You know, we here, we global. Because I just produced a track on Khaled's album. It's called Blood Money, something like that, right? So I produced a track on Khaled. So Khaled's shouting it out. He's playing the, the song. And then, you know what I'm saying? And then, and then some other dudes who I was producing for, you know, produced by Isaac Opus. So now it's different. Like, dudes are actually shouting my name out. They're not just playing my music that I'm producing for people. They're talking about me. You know what I'm saying? Ross had a video on social media shouting me out. I'm like, oh, snap. You know, I did a track on this mixtape, this, this, that. Now Ross not holding me, holding back. He's like, yo, Isaac Opus on the track. And I'm going, oh, snap. Oh. Oh. Like, here it come. Oh, they, <laughs> oh, the recognition? Recognition. <laughs> it's finally here. You feel me? Yeah. I go to the club and, you know, I hear the DJ shout out Isaac Opus. Oh. And I'm like, yo, we got Isaac Opus in there. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you feel me? And. And what I realized was... I wish is, I could have seen you during this time. Oh, listen. <laughs> listen. I was like, okay, okay. It lasted a couple of days. You feel me? Because then I got it, and then I'm like... I'm still miserable. Mm. So, like, is it more of it? Is it... So, but, but mind you, my mindset, though, I was... There were other things working out in me. Because I also see the lives of some of the people that I aspire to. Uh-huh. Like people that everybody wants to become, you know, living in the mansions, by the water, on the island. You know what I'm saying? Like who, you know, have to have entourages, stuff like that. Like this stuff I, I, I saw uh-huh. on the back end of that, behind the scenes that I said, I don't want that. Like I don't want that for my life. Feel me? Like, like, you're in a house and you got eight bodyguards in your inside house. Your house. Inside your house. Inside <laughs> of your house. Feel me? You got you got you got two guys outside, one in your backyard, one in the front yard. You know what I mean? Strapped, just ready at all times. Like, to me, I don't want that life. I don't care for that. So I'm like, man, just give me the money, give me the recognition, but don't give me that. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. Or just seeing people who just miserable. I seen people in the lowest of low, bro. People that I'm not gonna say names, like people that famous people that people want to become. Who I see the real person. I actually see you. Like people don't see the people that they see. Mm. 
It's all like a facade. It's you don't see that. And and so imagine how crazy that is, what that does in your mind as you're perceiving all of that where you see the person put the mask on right when they get on stage. You know what I'm saying? I've been to I've been to big shows where I'm talking about multi multi platinum big name people. I see them, you know, take some stuff, crying in the back, throwing up, miserable, drag they literally the entourage is dragging them to the stage. And then to see boom, they just pop up. They ready to go. They put on the show. And you see that. You see that. And you go, hmm. You go, dang. This ain't real. Mm. And I don't want that. I don't want that. But give me the money, though. <laughs> you yes, feel yeah. me? Give me the fame. Drop me them checks, yeah. though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, make sure I get my recognition. You feel me? Make sure I get my money. This and this and that. For sure. And, but then what I got to was, when I got to where I was, I started realizing I was becoming that. Mm. I was actually becoming that. So that week where all the recognition was coming, it was like, okay, we finally here. I got this. Let's go. Let's do this. I got my manager getting calls from top publishing companies, you know what I'm saying? Six-figure, almost seven-figure deals, you know what I'm saying? Guys ready to go, saying, yo, Isaac, you next. You next. We ready to go. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'm, But then I'm being aware of what I'd seen and realizing, oh, snap, I'm, I'm almost there. I'm already becoming this person. And I and at the time I didn't know how to do anything else. I didn't know how to not be that person and get this. How to be the person that I don't want to be. Or how to how to become the person the antithesis of the people that I saw, and yet at the same time get the stuff that they get. I didn't know how to do that. And so that was the point where during that week, it all culminated to a party. It was Diddy's party down in South Beach. So I get to the party, and it just hit me right there. Like, it hit me right there. And when it hit me, I turned off my phone, deleted my number, shut down. Literally, that was, I gave my life to Jesus. Like, people say, oh, yeah, you know, come to Jesus moment. Nah, bro, it was crazy. And I spent 21 days locked in a room. Dang. Naked. Well, you ain't have to tell me all that, but... Hey, I got to give you the picture, ain't it? I got to give you the picture. So, yeah, I I hope that answered the question, like, where were you at? That's where I was at. Mm. And then when I finally got there, it was like, all right, Start life over. I had to start over. I had to I had to be reborn. And people got hurt in the process. Mm. People who invested in me. Like even big name people that you know on the radio that you've seen leaving voicemails. That's why I deleted my number. They were leaving voicemails that were like, bro, like we gonna kill you. Like, what the hell are you doing? 
you messing up our money. You messing up our name. We had stuff we were working on. So I deleted my number. That's how crazy it was for me. I went into wow. full blown like shutdown. And I died. Like, you know, you remember how you used to always tell people, like, yo, a rebirth can't happen unless you die. Right, so that was like your. I died. Like, I tell people that, that, that end of 06, I died. I, so much so that I almost physically died. Wow. Because I didn't see the point of life. I just wanted to go. I was like, oh, there's no point. And it wasn't even like depression. I'm a weird, people will tell you I'm a weird guy. I, I'm a weird, I'm, the way I process and I think through things. You are. Are not like how most people think through things. No. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> so for me, oh, like if I had, if I had committed suicide mm -hmm. at that time, it wasn't going to, it wouldn't be because, oh, what was wrong? Why was he so depressed? Well, it wasn't that. It wasn't like I was like depressed and I, no, it was, it was, I don't, I, I, I'm done with all of this. I was cold to it. And I said, yeah, I mean, I don't see why. What's the point of any of this? I died. Hmm. Just, I didn't die physically, but I died. And then I came back. And then when I came back, we were like, who is this guy? Like, what's going on? But if you ask me at that time, if someone helped me navigate through that, yeah. I'd probably be still making, I'd probably be out here. You know what I'm saying? You ain't have no, you ain't have no pastors around you during this time? No. Dang. Because you know what the, most pastors will tell you? If you produce in the hip-hop game, then you're producing the devil's music. Uh, what's his name again? The guy who did the Truth Behind Hip Hop? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my good. Hey, listen, I was bought into that thing, bro. What you know about him? Hey, let me tell you something. I remember they played Dang, it at the church I used name? to go to. They played it, they played it like one time. And me, like I was telling you before, I grew up on like BT. Like I didn't watch Sesame Street. I'm not about that. Like, don't give me no Barney, don't give me no Sesame Street. Put this junk on BT and let it ride. I'm watching music videos all day. That's my vibes as a kid. I'm, we rocking out. Maybe some little house on the prairie with my sister <laughs> wanna watch little house like, on the prairie. Hey, listen. And then let BT rock out. I need. I need to. I need to listen to music. Uh, um, and yeah, that's what. That's just how I was raised. So listening to that sermon for the first time, it kind of shook me. I was just like, "Oh snap!" So these these niggas possessed by the devil. <laughs> Does that mean? Does that mean I'm possessed by the devil? <laughs> so hold yeah. on. So so don't listen to so here come me coming from a music lover to now I'm listening to this thing and I'm a kid in church I'm like I don't want to go to hell man I tried it for a week like a week just you could you could you were you were uh, don't you what, listen to music relapse the radio so you relapse my G <laughs> my G you couldn't handle it first of all Christian hip hop don't get me started. <laughs> Don't get me started. Christian hip hop during this time is don't whack. get me started. At, at that time, okay. At that time, whack. There's there's a couple who are out here now that's good. But okay, I, I'm be upfront. 
Christian Christian rap overall is not good. It's not good. Say it again, sir. <laughs> it's not good. It's... Hey, get closer to the mic. Get closer to the mic. Christian hip hop overall is not good. There you go, sir. But uh... be free. The, the truth <laughs> shall set you there's a free. Couple, there's a couple out here that that be bing. That got some bangers. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I I couldn't do it. I was just like, bro. That's a, y'all giving me this? Like, I came from strict nectar. Like, I came from nectar. Bro, bro. And, y- and y'all giving me bro, this. Bro, listen. This watered I, down lemonade. Yo, when I gave, <laughs> listen, when I gave my life to Jesus, <laughs> all right? Uh-huh. Gave my life to Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> we were like, yo, um, now that you're not listening to that devil music, mm. we have some music for you. And I remember, because you know me, I'm I'm, I'm hip hop, I'm all hip hop. I've been doing hip hop heavy yeah. for like 10 years of my life. Them boys gave me a song, and I went, I'm not gonna say who the artist was. I went, what's this? Like, this is this is hip hop. I said, this is not hip hop. This, this is trash. This is garbage. And they're gonna be like, don't say that. All the Christian people love it. I said, the Christian people love trash. This is trash. Straight up. This is garbage. <laughs> Bro. Oh, Greg. <laughs> Straight hey, up. by the way, it's, hey, it's G. Craig Lewis. Oh, that's his name? G. Craig Lewis, yes. Is he, is he still alive? Yes. Uh, G. Craig Lewis, his name is officially George Craig Lewis. He is a Christian pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. Oh, it's not, they got a also, Justice League of, of pastors? Hey, listen, they the have council? a council. They have a council <laughs> who also travels the world with his EX Ministries. That includes speaking against hip hop culture. Yes, EX Ministries was created to educate and inform Christians about Satan. Is it EX order, or X? Literally, I I just put because e, it's e, it's capital E and capital X, so I don't know if it's X or if they want to say EX. Mm. I'm not sure. It could be X. You're right. It could be X. About Satan, in order to protect their relationship with God, with an eye. To the second coming. My bro, youth group. I went to three different youth groups that played this man's video. And I remember the first time I watched it, I went, Am I possessed by the devil? So everybody was thinking. Did the devil did the devil come inside of me? Yes. Did he am I being moved by the devil? I was I was listening to Bone Thugs before I came to church. <laughs> am I am I about hey, to like break you, up? Hey, were you watching it? Hey, were you watching it going? Were you watching it going? I hope they don't bring up so and so. I hope they don't bring up so and so. Please don't bring. And then when they bring him up, oh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. It's when it's when they started giving me lyrical breakdowns. Nah, man. Hey, hey, listen. I was like, hold on, hold on. So you telling me Fifty Cent? Fifty Cent was was really out here. Like reading the Bible and writing this stuff, and he knew that this is listen, what he wanted to listen, put out. You know when I paused? I was like, you know when I paused when Bow Wow came on. What? I didn't, I didn't watch that. Oh, one. he pulled up a slide with Bow Wow. I said, uh, I'm straight. Y'all boys, come on, man. Nah, I'm straight. Why are you bringing up Bow Wow? I'm straight. Come on, y'all boys. Ah, oh. I ain't never had nobody show me. <laughs> You talking about that guy? That guy's possessed? Oh, oh man. He oh. might be. He might be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, joke, that joke has me rolling, dog. I the truth. Like when I got older, when I got older, I started to realize that, bruh. Nah, you know what? Hey, he did, though. He did hit a person. 
that no one should ever touch. Who? He touched one person he should, no one should ever touch. Jay? The hip-hop world, the all-world, should never touch this individual. He touched Kirk Franklin. Yeah. He touched Kirk Franklin. You got to understand. Saved, not saved. You might have killed three people. But, <laughs> hey, listen. Don't ever touch Kirk. Hey, don't, don't ever. Don't ever. Touch the immutable, the honorable Kirk Franklin. Mr. Franklin. Mr. You can't go for Franklin. <laughs> you can't go for Franklin. I was actually, I remember, you remember the verses that he did against uh, Hamilton? Yeah. I went to church that day. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. What's his name again? Uh, against Fred Hammond. Yeah, that guy. So, um, all right, guys, a side note real quick. <laughs> Greg, Greg Gregory Greg Gump The Greg Gump And then put the O-R-Y Okay Gregory Gump It's barely saved Okay Just so y'all know Gregory by Gump By the blood By the blood This man the blood. This man asked me Who Fred Hammond was He said what is that Fred And then He proceeded To insult the man by calling him Fred Hamilton. <laughs> the man needs Jesus, hey, young boys. come on, man. But Kirk is one of those people that, to be honest with you, I feel like he could... I remember the verses he did with uh, against uh, Fred Ham- Hammond. You saw that? Hey, you saw that, right? <laughs> against Fred Hammond. And I was like, hold on. Like, Kirk is probably one of those Christian artists that you could put against, like, like legit artists. Yeah, like, you can put it don't him have to be hey, Christian. You can put him up against fifty. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. You like, can put him up against fifty, bro. He'll probably win. <laughs> he'll probably win. But um, he ain't touching Jay Z though. Yeah. Um, you know, what? I'm right now. I want to know. Okay, so your your process into becoming a pastor. Mm-hmm. Like how how did that go? How how did that work? Yeah. Um. Man, that's crazy. I never planned on it. Mm. This wasn't like something where I went, like my father is a pastor. Yeah, I grew up in a pastoral home. There's anything that was on my mind was I'm never doing that. I will never be that. <laughs> that's the last thing on my list of things. I'll be a janitor before I'm a pastor. Ooh. Like I'll be, I listen, I listen. That's the last thing. I'll be a crab fisherman. You know those crabbers up in Alaska? I'll oh, be yeah. in Alaska. They make a lot of money, by the way. Crabber. Yeah, but they, like, all die. All right? It's the most dangerous job in the world. Like, they don't make it. Okay? They can't even, they can't even get health insurance. You knew that, right? I had no idea. No, they, they can't get life insurance. I get, like, no, it's just it's, it's incredibly dangerous job. Okay? So when you hear them crabs, that's why them crabs cost so much money. Because <laughs> lives are paid <laughs> well, I don't to get you to crab. Anyways. You don't eat crab? Okay, you, you, you're you barely safe. You're bar- <laughs> you don't even know who Fred Hammond is, so I, I can't even. Um, you can't knock me. Nah, I can't even knock you. You, you need a lot of work. You, I'm still working on him, guys. I'm still working on this him. This is my pastor, people. Yeah, still working on him. Bro, Um. yeah, so so I, I didn't have any intention at all. Like, becoming a pastor was not, it was not in the plan mm. at all. Uh, and even after I had my moment that I talked about, yeah, I didn't go. I didn't wake up. And go now that I love Jesus, mm. I'm gonna go and be a pastor. No, I was still where I was. 
I love Jesus, but I ain't, I ain't doing this pastor thing. As a matter of fact, I thought I was just going to be a professor. I just, I was finishing up my PhD. I was about to get married to my wife. Come on now. And then afterwards, we were going to, you know, do our thing. Pastor was not in the plan at all. Um, But it was, again, like I said, it's these series of, like, things I just fall into, you know? Because at, the, at that time... I'm getting downloads and I'm getting this understanding of the gospel. And I started realizing, yo, I need to share this. I need to share this with people. Like, like this ain't what you think. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing for me is that I grew up in church, but I've, I've seen so many people who it's not what you think. Like it's not, it's not all the stuff you think that being a Christian is or Jesus and all that. It's none of that. Mm-hmm. It's not what you think. And so I was, I spent more time just talking to people about the real. It was like the real, real. And as I'm talking to them about it, all of a sudden, my father sees it's like, yo, you know, start a ministry, do this, do that. So I'm like, I'm, I ain't a preacher. I don't do that. I can't do that. I don't preach. I remember, I remember when we started a ministry at my father's church. I was like, I ain't no preacher. I don't preach. And then like two years later, there's like 150 people. Come on now. In the room. And I'm going, how did this happen? You feel me? Um, and it wasn't until halfway through that that season, as I was progressing into it, that I realized. I started asking, like, I literally was, I was a full-blown, like, operating pastor, just being led by loving people. Mm. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't go, I want to be a pastor. I didn't care about the role. I cared about people. Like, I love people. And I want to see them live the fullness of life. Mm. So for me, I was doing everything a pastor was doing, not because of the title, but because of my love for people. And so I'm in this role, loving people, helping people, you know, ministering, preaching, all that stuff. And then halfway through, it was kind of like, so are you, are you a pastor? If you had said from the beginning, hey, Isaac, this is how it would be. It would turn out you becoming a pastor. I would have went the other way. Mm. But it was out of me being compelled to love for people that I went through this journey of I'm going to just preach the gospel. I'm going to share the message of Jesus. I'm going to care for people, guide people, instruct people, help them live and realize the best for their life. And in the process, I'm here now. Like I'm Now I'm a TikTok preacher, apparently. We should put that in your bio. TikTok preacher. <laughs> like, literally. Like, somebody told me, I'm at Starbucks at the barista. This happened twice now. Once in Pembroke Pines and another time in, on the Cypress right here. He said, I walk in, I'm pulling in, you know, they're dropping off. Said, man, I love your TikToks, man. And I'm like, all right. And I'm starting to realize, yo, everybody, everybody knows this, this, this old TikTok. Thing. That's crazy. Shout out. You know, you know, Isaac lived a different life when, when, um, you know, anybody lives a different life when they start calling the people who make their coffee baristas. Baristas, baby. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. I drink my coffee black with no sugar. Oh my God. And no cream. And let me just say this real quick. Um, I know we're closing. I know we're closing. <laughs> but let me just say this real quick. Um, if you put sugar and cream, in your coffee, you are not a real coffee drinker. And that's the end of... 
the No Filter Podcast, people. Uh, uh, where real talk gets talked about in the real way. Yeah. Peace. Peace.